Aloha folks and welcome back to Degree Free. I am your host, Ryan Mariyama. And on this podcast, we share fundamentals we've discovered and the mistakes we've made while self-educating, getting work, building businesses, and making money. Today, we have a special guest. Today, we have Jay Yao on the podcast. And Jay Yao is the producer and audio engineer for the James Altucher Show. This was an awesome episode for me because... I've been listening to the James Altucher show for years and I've been hearing Jay come on and give his two cents in the background for years. And so it was awesome for me to finally meet him and get to talk to him. Today we talk about podcasting. We talk about his background and coming from a different country and how he got the current role that he's in and how he basically made his own role. And we talk about how you can do it as well. We also talk about gaming. We get a little bit in the weeds there, um, but we talk about crypto. There's and a much, much more. So please enjoy this episode with Jay Yao. So how did you like, how did you learn all of your audio engineering? I know you went to school oh. for it, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I went to school for it. Uh, it's funny because I wanted to be a rock star back then. And then <laughs> I just realized I'm not good looking and I can't sing. Because I have a, I have a weird way of speaking and articulate things. So and then I, my 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 school teacher is like, hey, you know, you can always do audio engineering. I'm like, oh, what's audio engineering? And then he explains to me like, hey, you know, audio engineering is you know you sit behind a desk, you record the audio and stuff like that. You get to you know uh, involve creatively because your audio engineer they have to kind of listen to you to get the best sounding audio. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then from that point on, I'm like, I'm just going to focus on English, physics, and math. <laughs> so like, in Mal- so I'm from Malaysia. In Malaysia, we have like sort of the similar of like SAT here. So like it's a, it's a type of exam to see where, which college you can go or wherever. And then I, those three subjects are the only one that get A's <laughs> in, my, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my result. So yeah, and then... And then I went to the audio engineering school in Malaysia and then I started interning right away. Like, you know, like I go to school and I start interning right away as well so that I can learn faster compared to all my classmates. So I have like hands-on experience and all that stuff. And that's that's how it began. So I started as an intern and go to school at the same time. Whatever I learned that day, I go to the studio and I start applying it, you know, like maybe not for like artists or whatever it's just like my, so i can have a place that i can practice you know i just run a sound or have my phone playing music have microphone connect and I start patching different stuff that's how i get started uh, but i think in, uh, when i was younger and i sort of like music and audio in a way that uh back then remember we have a thing called cassette <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure like a lot yeah. of people are right now have no idea what cassette is. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah what is that? Yeah, and then and then during the same time, there's also CDs, you know, compact disc. And I know I know what's compact disc anymore. Um, so my dad has a car that you know I usually ride. We usually have a long ride because you know traffic jams everywhere in Malaysia. So I'm like, I have these CDs, and then your car only play cassettes. I need to find a way. To record it so like i found like a way or like a like a like a cd player that can record cd into a cassette and i start doing that and then I, when i was in school even in high school i'm like well i would just get this software and just mess around and i started playing with back then what it was called a cool edit 
it was precursor. It was it was uh the the it was what Adobe Auditions was before it got bought by Adobe Auditions. That's back in uh I think it's two thousand. I think back in two thousand. That's when that happened. Yeah, that's how I got into it. I'm like I just want to mess around with with sound. How old were you when you wanted to be a rock star? Was this like last year <laughs> oh, or? No. Uh, I was like, I was 13 years old. I'm like, oh, look at look at all these rock stars. Look at all these people. They're so cool. They can sing and they get all the girls and stuff like that. I want to do that. <laughs> so, I, you know, I started like learning guitars and piano by myself when I was 13, 14, and 15 years old came around. I'm like. I didn't. I didn't look as good as any of them. Like they have like perfect face, sharp, you know, perfect teeth. I have like weird teeth. They have nice hair. I have long hair, and then, you know, like the way I speak and the way I sing is is way different than them. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, be a sound engineer. You know, at least you know during the mixing stage, you know, I can control the creative. You know, like you can make it a little bit different than what they wanted. You know, and make it sounds better. Do you still do you still play uh, guitar and piano? Not as much anymore. Yeah, I used yeah. to do it when I was in the band, and then you know, and also when I was engineering music, I need to because I need to learn. I need to know what's going on in the instrument. So like, as an audio engineer, you sort of have to know for music especially. You sort of have to know how each instrument works, or at least have an idea of how each instrument works, so that when you record. You know how to mic them. You know how they should sound, or you know, like, uh, like, like a violin. You know how far you should mic them and stuff like that. Right, right, absolutely. And then, how do you like? How do you learn that stuff? Was was it mostly just trial and error, or did you learn that through school? Well, I learned it through school. That's for sure, because you know, uh, you need to have like some sort of baseline before you can start effectively trial and error so the, if you go to school the school will teach you the same thing almost every school will teach you the same thing like this is how you mic this this is how you mic that this is how you mic that uh, like this is how you mic a guitar this is how you mic a drum this is how you mic a piano saxophone violins how it, however you want it and then you start going into the studio then you're like okay i'm gonna start from what i learn and then i start experimenting outside of it I will have one. I will have one safety. I will have one microphone to sit there, and be like, "Okay, this is this is how it, it it is correct." And then I will just move around the other mics and like see how it sounds, and then see which one I like better. Um, and it's also all based on experience too. Like, yeah, you, you need to have a good ear for sure. And then after that, it's based on experience, like how much you have done it. And you go into a room, you're like, "Okay, I I I walk around. I think I should mic it here because." It's gonna sound better here, and this and that. So, you said that you were originally from Malaysia. Like, yep. What brought you to the U.S.? Uh my ex girlfriend, my ex 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 girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, hey, if you do come to the state, I'm going to the state. If you do come to the state, we're gonna break up. I'm like, ah, oh, sure, yeah. And also, I kind of want to win a Grammy, which never happened, and and I'm not sure if it's gonna happen. But I, you know, it would be great if I can win some sort of award. Which I'm still working on, and then I'm like, okay, sure, I will go to the states, and then I chose Florida, and then she chose Ohio or somewhere, and then we, I came to the states, and then we broke up. <laughs> so <laughs> she said, you have to come to the states, and then oh, we but broke you up. but yeah. you guys didn't go to the same state, like you guys. Yeah, because like 
Yeah, because I'm the kind of person that I don't want to hold anyone back. You know, like I don't want to tell you where I'm gonna go, and then you're gonna like go to that state, and then you're like, that's good, it's not what I wanted, and then you're gonna resent me. I'm like, you at least we're in the same state. You know, it's not the, it's not that bad. And then you know, and then we fight, and then we ended up broke, broke up, broken up. <laughs> do you do you still do music? Do you still uh, mix music? Uh, not as much anymore. Uh, once in a while, I would do, but I haven't done music in a while. Like the last time I did music was in 2017 or 2018, and then once I start working full time in podcasting, I just didn't have that much time to do music anymore. Uh, the closest thing that I did music for is when I go through mu- uh, intro music for for the for our sub series. I will go through the music. I will buy them, uh, and then I will move stuff around so it doesn't. Sound actually like you know how it is. Like I will move stuff around. I will maybe add a couple sound effects or maybe stuff that I think it should be in there, uh, based on the concept. Then I will, I will, I will, I will edit that and put that in there. That's that's the closest thing to music that I've done in the past couple of years. Oh, I see. I but see. it was still fun. It was still really fun. It was like once the music is done, I'm like, this sounds so much better. Uh, you know, uh, suit the it's so much better to fit the theme that we want the sub series to be. And then you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because I I was wondering that when I was when I listened to the show, I'm I'm wondering I was like, oh, this is this is new music, and I was wonder I wondered if yeah. if you did it, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't I didn't write it. I just right. buy it. I just like there's a couple of music that that I would go through, and then I'm like, oh, this is nice, and then we buy it, uh, and then I would just move stuff around. You know, I'm like, this should how this because we only have thirty seconds to play around with. Or maybe maybe less sometimes, especially the the the, the stinger and then also the, the the outro, you know. That's why like 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 the my my intro music and my outro music always sounds a little bit different because I want the outro to feel like an outro. It's not like the intro again. So like it, it it's still the same. It still come from the same piece of music, but I just you just edit differently. How do you make the outro feel like an outro? Like is it just the descending music or? Well, it's for 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 outro music for me, like depends how you want the outro to be. Everyone has different way to do it. Like sometimes you your outro start before it actually ends. You know, like some some uh you know like some show they will start like when they like oh thanks for coming on and then you hear the outro music. Some is like the outro comes right when the 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 outro music is done. Uh, just the the episode is done. So for the one that come right uh when the when the episode is done, I usually. Start right when the the end of the chorus, or not the end of the chorus, like the last chorus when it's really hype up in the music. So it started out loud and then slowly go out, and then and then if if something has lit has to lead into the outro music, then I will start with the interlude. You know the you know like music have like I don't know if you do you know music? Not do really, you, not really. But so like music usually have intro chorus, uh, verse chorus, uh, verse chorus, and then sometimes they have an interlude. You know, like interlude or bridge or something like that. Then, yeah, those will start with the bridge and go right into the last chorus, so the song can resolve very quickly. At least that's how I that's that's how I treat music usually. Oh, that's that's interesting. As somebody as somebody that's pretty music illiterate and has been their whole life, like I'm the kind of I'm the type of person that just listens to music and I'm just like, I oh I like that. Oh, I don't like that. And I'm I've never yeah. really thought about it in a discerning fashion. So yeah, that's that's right. interesting. Uh, but yeah, that makes well, sense thinking about it. 
as far as you right yeah because everyone go ahead, go ahead. yeah and also everyone has a different uh everyone has a different uh, music is subjective feel good or uh, if you like it is subjective right so like as long as you like it as long as you like how it sounds it's good for you but for me i uh, like for me it's like everything has to be conceptualized i think that's the right word yeah like like i i i like everything in the same theme and then i like how it has to tie into different things i like i like the way i like the format of 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 the music but but if you like uh, a piece of music and you like you think it should be like this then you should be able to do that too that is like i said music is very very subjective right absolutely it's art in general oh yeah yeah no one can look at the art and this is like uh, and be like hey this is one and this is two yeah like it, it could be one for you but it could be five for me yeah like art uh, art and music is definitely subjective everything is subjective yeah in real life uh, how did you get into like making the transition from music to spoken word to the podcasting oh. realm so so other than doing music i also like during the time i also do a lot of voiceover and also uh post-production recording in terms of like uh you know like uh like if someone wants to overdub a movie or whatever they would come to our studio and i would start recording the, the the words you know they look at the screen and then they hear the beep and then you know uh they started acting and then they just say the word uh i'm not sure so that's called overdub um i do a lot of overdub and voiceover and um for me, I think my strong suit is still on voiceover. Even back then when I was doing music, like I like doing music, but like I'm really good at doing voiceover. Um, I'm, I, I reach a point that I can record and edit at the same time. So like, like I would look at the script, right? And then I will, if there's any, so let's say if like a three paragraph uh, scripts, I will mark all the mistakes. And then between paragraph, I will, what I call punch in and punch out, which I start recording and start recording right away. And then I also anticipate when the voiceover artist is going to breathe. And then I will start punching in and out right there, right then. So like sometimes I only have like 0.5 seconds to work with. So I, I always like, I always freeze up the computer because like I move so quickly, the computer can't really keep up. Even right now, like the computer still can't keep up. It's more of the program can't keep up. So I will mark, mark it and then I will be able to look at the script, look at the waveform. I know exactly what words is which waveform and then cut it during the recording uh, happening at the same time. I usually can do that. So like I'm pretty good at spoken words already. Um, and then, you know, and then one day Jim just come in because apparently our studio was like a block away from where he was living then. So James, uh, if you uh, if you don't know, James, uh, I think between 2003 13 to 2017 he was living from airbnb to airbnb at the time he was li living the minimalist lifestyle and then my studio so happened to be really close by and he comes in and then i started my what i call the first podcast recording that i ever have and then i'm like i'm gonna use the fanciest mics ever and which is which turned out to be a mystics and then um I started recording and I'm like, this is great. Like there's no format. They're just having a conversation and I learned so much myself too. So I started uh, recording podcasts with James and then I'm like, this is great. I felt like this is way better than music because there's no format. You go in, you do things, you know, you wouldn't know what you get. That's, that's how I get into podcasts. Yeah. What made 
and the, it's easy to. What made the podcast great? Like, what about it? What 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 were you drawn to? You mean podcast in general? I mean, just when you were James like, this podcast. is this is great. Was it just the unscripted nature of it? Just yeah. coming from such a scripted it's, thing? It is. Yeah, it's the unscripted nature of it. I mean, like I do, like even in music, like sometimes I prefer to record a jam sessions or like a jazz jam sessions. They have certain format, but like, you know, it's still unscripted in a sense. But like for, for the podcast that I recorded with James, it's so unscripted. They just talk about things and then... And it like everything they talk about, it's what I related to, you know, like I can relate to like, you know, introverts uh, and then and with uh, AJ Jacobs. And then I start I started experimenting what they were talking about in the in the podcast to myself. And then I started getting better and better. I'm like, I just want to record podcasts right now. You know, obviously there's some podcasts I'm like, uh, this is I rather not do this because, you know, I sort of know what they're going to say. But, you know, that's why I still stick with James because his pack, you never know what he's going to say. You know when he's going to end, but you never know what he's going to say in between, uh, in between the, during the taping. Because at the end of the, of the podcast, you can always tell, like, you can always, any podcast, you can always tell, like, oh, yeah, so what do you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, okay, this is ending, you know. Right, right. You said that earlier, you said that the mistake when he first came in, you used, like, the fanciest <laughs> mic ever. And that it was a mistake. Yeah, uh, like, what mic were you using, and why was that a mistake? I mean, I was using this mic called Neumann U87. If, if there's any pro audio professional out there listening, they know exactly what Neumann U87 is. I believe the mic cost. I know. I don't know what the price right now. I think back then it was like eight thousand a pop, Holy or maybe three thousand a pop. <laughs> and then we were using a pair of it, and it's usually the microphone that rapper used to rap on. Or singer used to sing on like the legendary microphone, the U87, and then I started using it. And I'm like, this is so noisy, you know. First off, you know, uh, like analog microphone, like fancy microphones, usually are not the cleanest because they want the sound, the warm sound that they give. And then also, it's a condenser microphone, and if anyone wearing a chain or they are like tapping a tapping a, a a desk or whatever, you can hear it right away. I'm like, this is this is bad. This is annoying. And I did that for several sessions before I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start using a, a, a dynamic microphone, like the SM7B or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, this is this is a little bit better. This is what I wanted. But I still experiment a lot of different microphones then. Like I started out with U87, what they call the large diaphragm condenser microphone, which, you know, like pick up everything around around you. And then... I went to what they call a small diaphragm microphone. It's very small diaphragm. It doesn't pick up as much, but still, like you pick up like all the higher frequency stuff, like chain or or, or pen snapping or pen write. Like if you write something on a, with a pencil, it pick up too. And then eventually, I just went with uh, you know, SM7B. I'm like, okay, this is this is what it should be. This is how it should be. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. Then yeah, right, right, and like. Do you see with all this like basically tender love and care, like do you see a difference in the viewership or in the listenership when you have a when you have a really well produced, really awesome sounding oh, yeah. show? Oh yeah, for sure. Like like if someone's recording on on a phone, right? And then with like tons of background noise and stuff, you're not gonna share it with your friends, right? Because you'll probably embarrass yourself. Like, hey, and then they're going to be like, 
if if they didn't know anything about the show, they listen to the first half and uh, first half minutes. They're like, I don't know what is this about, and I can't stand the background noises, and then I just turn it off. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, having a good quality definitely helps. You know, of course, the content definitely needs to be good too, but at least you wouldn't you wouldn't turn people away right away. You know, you still have like, you know, people who still at least give you a chance to try. Right. That was one of the first thing. That was one of the hardest things for me in coming into like podcasting or creating any type of mm-hmm. video. Like, I guess, kind of quickly about my background in like photography and videography and stuff. I started as a photographer. As I okay. al- as a kid, I always had like a disposable camera around. I mean, th- there wasn't digital cameras yet, or at least they were really. Oh, so you you take yeah you take the picture and then. You- throw away the the, the camera yeah right? yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that's why it's called this yeah, disposable camera you uh, take a picture and, this is, yeah, think, and you're like oh right now and they just throw uh, yeah, it away exactly. i don't get it and then, uh, I, think, <laughs> I don't get it yeah. <laughs> wasteful uh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's still not sustainable yeah, yeah greater Thunberg's gonna be so angry about it you know <laughs> and so coming from that medium like of photography i wanted to get into video and then so i started mm-hmm. like Eventually, when I got enough money to buy a DSLR camera, I got into video. Okay, right. But then I started making started making videos, and then I was like, "God, the sound is like really important. <laughs> like even more so, yes. even more so than the. I mean, obviously, what you're seeing matters too. But if right, people will deal with grainy video more than oh, they'll yeah. deal with crappy audio." <laughs> Happy audio, yeah, yeah. Like because, like, I feel like audio is a subconscious thing, right? Like you, you can hear it, and then, and if it doesn't sound good, there's something in you. It's like, ugh, cringe a little bit. It's weird, like, yeah. And then, like, and it, it's so, it's so weird that, like, I remember when I was doing audio post productions, I always tell myself, like, it's so hard. It's so, I'm sure it's equally hard, but it's. I feel like it's a little bit easier to fix the the visual than the audio like in, if something goes wrong in the audio you pick it up right away but some if, if like someone let's say like the the game of thrones remember i don't know if you watched game of thrones but there was a big thing about season eight someone left a coffee cup on the table <laughs> right if you if you watch it you probably would would realize unless, unless you watch it like a couple times right but like but if someone messed up the audio right there right then you're like oh what what happened to this audio you know yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, I remember when that happened. I, I had to see it like the memes that were all made of it and stuff like that. And I, right, I remember right. thinking to myself, yeah. "How did that get into the final cut?" Like, do you do you catch it the first time I, you watch no, it? Though I had to go back. Exactly. I had to yeah. go back. No one catch it the first time. Yeah, I didn't. Are you a Star Wars fan? Um, I am a Star Wars fan in that I've watched every movie, but I've never read okay. any of the books. All right. Okay. Okay. So do you remember in, I think it's the first Star Wars movie back in the, back in the days, I think it's a, you know, there's one scene that the stormtrooper was walking through the door and I hit his head oh, yeah. and then they leave it in the cut. Yeah. No one realized that. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. no one, no one realized that that happened. They probably have to watch it a couple of times. They're like, Oh, look at this. They hit the head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but if that's crappy, like if, if the lightsaber sounds weird then you're like, Oh, why is this lightsaber sound like this you know yeah and it totally it's so obvious and it totally destroys the whole ambiance or the whole emotions like, yeah yeah exactly yeah the immersive yeah the audio is like what makes you what what 
what makes you immersed in the movie. It's like it's like you know Jurassic Park. We do know how that's how T Rex sounds. For all we know, T Rex could be just meowing the whole time <laughs> back in the you know back in the Jurassic Park era, Jurassic era, you know. But you know Steven Spielberg's motto is make believe. You know they make it so that you will believe it. So yeah, like like you know like um like audio is very very powerful. Yeah, definitely. With doing as many, so how long have you been the producer of the James or working on the James Altucher show? Uh, I started okay, so I started as an assistant first. I'm not even a uh, uh, engineer. I started as an assistant for uh, James in 2000s. I only uh, be assistant for like one session. That's it. Uh, and uh, I think it's I'm pretty sure it's 2016. And then you know for Stephen Dubner and James has a show called Questions of the Day for that one for that one sessions. And then they're like, oh, this studio is great, so close, I can walk by. And then they started booking the studio without uh, with an engineer. So my um my a lot of my other engineer wasn't um wasn't available then. I'm the only one that available, so they put me on there. Even though I'm, I think I'm I'm just a junior engineer at that point. And then I started recording it, and then I'm like, this is great. And then uh, I told the studio manager like, hey, if they book again, just put me on there since I already work with him. They know me. I want to keep the relationship going. It's good for the studio as well. And also good for the client, so they know what to expect every time they come in. And then I started working for for James, uh, record James. It's still part time because like he still go to other studio as well if you know other studio is available. And then my studio is about to close, and then I reach out to James like, "Hey, I can take care of your booking. You don't have to look for studio. You just tell me the time and the schedule. I have a studio uh, network that I know." And then I would just book the studio for you. You just have you just have to show up and start recording, and I would take care of everything else. So I started doing that. Then only I become full time with James because he knows that he he has an engineer that he always uses. He know because one thing about being a producer and a and an engineer uh, is learning your client's habit. So I know his habit. He know how I work. So. You know, like we don't have to adjust every time. You know, every time we go to new places, I know what he exactly what he wanted, and how this show should sound. So, like even different places, I can make it sound similar. Then that's when I started working for him full time in 2017, I believe. Yes, what? yeah. So I've been working with James for like, holy shit, uh, seven, nine, twenty-two, five, six years now. Oh, awesome. What? Yeah. What did the so your studio was closing down and you were yeah. reaching out to him saying, I mean, he didn't really have a job role open, right? I mean, you just... No, no, it's... it's Yeah, because I know he... Okay, so first thing, I know that he need, definitely need an engineer because I know that he's going from different places to different places. So he doesn't have a fixed engineer. So technically, there's no job opening. Like, there's no job for it, you know? So I'm like, hey, I just want to you know, let me take care of you. You know, it's going to be very simple. So I just created a job for myself. <laughs> like I would just be your, I, at that point that doesn't, I wouldn't consider myself an engineer anymore. That's more like a studio coordinator. Like I would coordinate with the client and the studio. And then I, I added the engineer's head on. Yeah. Did, 
what did that look like when you approached him? Was it was it an email or was it a? Oh yeah, I, it's an email. It's actually through another producer. Like, hey, I know that the studio is closing. I know that you guys are looking for. You guys always go to a different place to record, but at the time, I think he record mainly with me in our studio. I told him my studio is closing. I don't know what your plan is, but I can find other studio for you because that's essentially that's what what they wanted, right? It's it's better to ease up other. It's better to do more to help others, like so that the producer can focus really just the audio and and writing, you know, the description and all that stuff. Like so, she doesn't have to reach out to studio, and she's not based in um, in New York, so she doesn't know the studio scene as well as I do because I already work in the studio for at the time I already in the studio scene for like three four years, so I know exactly what studio is it in New York City, how they charge and how much they charge. I usually find like whatever that's respond uh, reasonable for them, and also in their time frame. So let's say if I reach out to one studio, they're like, oh yeah, we are not available. I'm like, okay, it's fine, and then I just reach out to another studio. Yeah, that's see that that's like amazing and that's huge. That's something that we try to preach or talk about at least is mm-hmm. kind of creating your own job. Is like and yeah. don't being af- not being afraid to just make the suggestion or at least ask. I mean, it's, I I mean I have to say like it's it's weird. Like that was a desperate time for me because I know the studio is closing because. And then I have to worry about my visas and and my job, obviously, and my 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 all my my gigs, my because uh, as an engineer, you always freelance anyway. So like the studio is not isn't you isn't paying you a salary. So I'm desperate and also like I'm worried about my job because like if that's not what's happening, I wouldn't I wouldn't be asking them, you know. Because but the thing is, I have no backup plan. I have to like I would just go ask them. So it's the situations that force me into that positions to ask them, which, you know, which, which makes sense for me because like, you know, a lot of people like to be in comfortable states, you know, but sometimes being in uncomfortable push you to do things that you never imagined uh, that you would do. I'm an introvert. I would never ask anyone for anything. And I'm, I, I know this is bad, but like, I just bad at asking for help. I am really bad at asking for help. Like, a lot of time I'm like, you know what? I'd rather do it myself and see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I'm very similar. I yeah. I pretty much don't ever ask for help. Uh, and it's something yeah. I'm working on. It's something I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that everyone should be working on. Yeah, because like it's hard to ask for help, you know, because I felt like there's only that many helps that you can ask before other people be like, oh, again. Roll us roll eyes and say again, you know, like that's the worst thing was feeling ever. Right, exactly. But and I guess it's one of those things that you just let them make that decision, right? I mean, and this is something for right. a therapy session for me because I I deal with it, I, I deal with this too, and it's like, oh man, I, like I don't know, I don't know, I need help here, but I don't want to ask anybody. I think for me, it's a lot of like being a bother. Like, I don't want to... Yeah, yeah, same with me too. Like, I don't want to bother anyone. Right, exactly. And I'm just like, uh, that's okay. I'll just do it myself. But... Yeah, like, but I over the course of the time, I did learn that, like, I will always make sure that I have something else to offer them. You know, like, I know I need help. I need 
I know I it's is it it's better if I help them. So like I will offer something back. Like hey, can you help me do this? I can dog sit your your dog for 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 how however long. So it's like a barter system a little bit, you know. Obviously, sometimes people will say like, nah, it's fine. You know, I would I will I will you know I will just help you. But that always stay with me. Like in the back of my mind, it's like I owe I owe something to them. So like, you know, if they need anything, I would definitely like help them. You know, it's I think it's also a good way to build relationship too. Unless uh, uh, you know, you know, unless your your help is like crazy help, then you know, then it's hard. Right. Exactly. The yeah. With now for working with James for six years, and you're there for most of the recordings. You're kind of a fly on the wall for most of it. Yes. Uh, it's all of them. all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I'm full time with James. Right. Now, and and uh, I'm a producer as well, so like I'm there all the time. I, like. How much do you get out of it? I mean, just getting all from all these guests, Ooh. right? I mean, well, I mean, I always try to get something out of everyone, and obviously, obviously, I can get everything out of everyone. But at some, you know, that's why it's good to be fly on the wall because no matter how bad or how good this conversation is, you're always there, and then you're just listening. You just listen in and then you take note, take mental note and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's why like I love working for James because like all the guests that comes on like Jordan Harbinger, Harbinger and you know, like um Mark Cuban, uh Richard Branson, like people like that when they come on, they have interesting to say, interesting things to say. And they learn interesting things. You know, sometimes it's not as self help as it should be. But at the same time, you know, like sometimes you just want to learn like facts, you know, it doesn't have to be self-help, you know, you just like random facts or like crypto, random crypto facts. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's kind of a, a added bo- benefit of the whole thing. Oh yeah. 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 This why like, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, at some point I want to get into like scripted podcasts, but at the same time, like unscripted podcasts, you learn so many different things, you know, because you never know what, what they're going to say. Right. Every day is different. Every day is very different. Yeah. yeah. The, with uh, kind of moving around here, we're going to jump around all over the place. Oh, one yeah, of, yeah, for sure. One yeah. of the things that I think I heard you mention before on one of the episodes is that you stream. You're a Twitch streamer. Oh, uh, yeah. A very casual Twitch streamer. Sometimes I stream if I feel like it, and then sometimes I'm like, nah, you know. What games do you normally play? First of all, what's your, Oof. like, uh, uh, I don't, I, I've never watched Twitch, or I mean, that's a lie. I've watched. <laughs> <laughs> that's no way you never yeah, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lie. I, yeah. I've watched, I hardly ever watch Twitch streams. I've usually watched the clips that people, uh, people post on right, YouTube afterwards. Right. And right, um, right, right. I'm like first generation of nerd of like this current like geek or nerd <laughs> right, or whatever right. so like right. 15 years ago when it wasn't cool to play video or like 20 years ago now when it wasn't oh, cool yeah. to play video games yeah imagine so like i remember my mom like every time i played games my mom was like oh we play games again you know you have to go study you have to be engineer or a lawyer or the doctor or the accountant at some point I'm like no but look at the kids play games nowadays they're making like four million dollars two million dollars a year I'm like, mom, you should just, you should just let me play games all the time. Yeah, exactly. I know. The so, what what is your Twitter handle? What username? What is? Uh, what you, uh, I don't even remember. Oh, well, I, I, I think I think my my Twitter my Twitch hand, Twitch handle or Twitter handle handle. Your Twitch. 
Oh, it's J Fireman with uh with the E. So it's J F I R three Fireman. Okay. You know, it's like I, I try to make something, you know, something out of it. I appreciate that is because like I haven't I haven't logged into my Twitch. I haven't streamed in a while now because uh oh yeah that that is okay that. yeah because uh. I was busy moving. We'll get it and we'll put it in the show notes for everybody so that they could, oh, so thank that they you. could uh, thank you. follow you and watch once it. Once in a while, you know, yeah. Uh, once in a while, I just play. Uh, so the game that I play mostly, it's called, a game called Dota, Defense of the Ancients. I, so it's a, it's a deal player too. I, I don't play Dota, but I remember when Dota was not Dota. Like I, so. Oh, was Warcraft 3? Yes. That is that is how that like I was a nerd, like I used to get picked on so yeah. much. People don't understand. I don't. I don't play like I. I that's when I played Dota. Like before it was right. even a Dota. Yeah, a it was thing. a custom yeah, game. Before it was Dota built off yeah, of Warcraft all, Three. It was called Dota All Star. Yeah. <laughs> Dota Dota All Star Five Point Six Three or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I still remember those days. And then uh, it's crazy because like like Dota nowadays, if you if you go to what they call TI, the international, it's like the grand championship. Uh, I remember last year the prize pool was forty million dollars. Yeah, forty million dollars, and if you win first prize, I think you get sixteen million dollars, and you split among five people Whoa. or six people now because including coach. Yeah, but but coach is not getting as much. It's each person is getting a couple million dollars. That's crazy. I know. I, I'm like, I'm like, mom, why, why do you stop me from playing games? I know. And I remember my, we, so within my group of friends, we're losing so many listeners here, but it's all right. Uh, with, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. We're, uh, between my group of friends, we mm -hmm. had these two guys when we were playing, this was Halo one days and eventually Halo two, <laughs> eventually Halo two. That was Xbox. Is it? It's not even Xbox 360. It's just Xbox, well, Xbox right? It was Xbox one. And then, yeah, Xbox, just Xbox. Yeah. It's just Xbox. Right. Yeah. Then Xbox 360. Yeah. They have a weird name ever. Right. Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox one, Xbox one. S. Yeah. Something like, like that. What? And then. This is such a weird thing. That we would make f so we were all getting made fun of because we were nerds. But then within right. our group, there was two guys that would, uh, they would team up together and they would just like practice because they were trying to. Okay. This was the beginning of like professional gaming, esports. Yeah, of esports, right, right? right? And right. so they were like really trying to make it. And so they would be, mm -hmm. we would see them online and this was halo two days now now that i'm thinking about it this is halo two days so we would see them online so this is 2000 this is about 2006 maybe 2007 six, eight seven something yeah. like that yeah around the time yeah and there we see them they're not playing a game they're just in a custom game just those two and we would always right. like ask for an invite and they'd be like no we're practicing we're practicing no, they right. would like yeah, right, right, they right. would run around maps and like practice their like grenade throws and everything like that and right and i was just like what are you guys doing yeah, there's, there's not even like a there's that's not even a job but you know 16 right. years later or whatever it is 15 years later it's like oh shit are they making like a ton of money are they are they like professional no no no, no i'm saying it is a job now like you know if they right, were it is a job now if yet. they were doing that now no they're yeah. definitely not doing it now it's it's so unfair like back then like if you are nerds, you play game, you get picked on. Nowadays, you play game, they're like, "Oh, you cool? Do you play Minecraft?" 
<laughs> like, uh, that's like, please, you know, it's a, it's a big thing in this house because, uh, I was into all of that. I'm, I'm Japanese. And so like, right in Hawaii, like being Japanese, growing up in a Japanese household, like there was a lot of Japanese things and manga and anime were, right, were one right. of those things, but I was just into them like way before where right. people would call me, like I'm like reading, like, oh, I'm yeah. reading comics. Yeah. I'm like going online right. to find the, the, I don't know if you know, like Naruto, but uh, like, uh, Naruto, yeah, of course. Who doesn't know Naruto? Yeah. I mean, even though, I mean, although, although I think Dragon Boy is better than Naruto. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when Naruto was like, just coming out, I would, every Thursday it would come out on this website that would translate, oh, really? would translate all of the uh -huh. Japanese to English for you. Right. And so I would just read right. every new episode every Thursday as it came out live instead of waiting right. for it in like ri written form. And then now I see all these right. people. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, comics used to, I mean, not comics, uh, manga used to, they, they, they used to be on one magazine called Young Jump Magazine. And that's how, that's how they, they come out every, every week. And then they will staple them together and then became uh, issues uh, a manga issue and then sell yeah exactly exactly and i was too i was too i didn't want to wait for that and i, I didn't want yeah, to yeah exactly i just wanted to know what happened i wanted to know what yeah. happened now to naruto yeah exactly yeah it's like it's like it's every time that's like is is he gonna is he gonna use his russian gun or whatever it's called yeah. <laughs> right the the the, the ball thing. Yeah, yeah yeah um i it's been years since i've read it um i'm trying to think yeah yeah nowadays boruto now yeah yeah they have they have kids now and they're writing the kids apparently. <laughs> um, but the reason why I brought up Twitch was I was bringing it up because like I think I know that you're you've got your hand in a lot of things or you're doing a lot of mm -hmm. things or at least you've talked about it before on, on uh, the your show or on James on James's show about like having multiple streams of income and doing doing different things. Mm -hmm. So what else are you doing? Like is Twitch is Twitch mainly just for fun or are you doing it to garner an audience right twitch for me it's mainly for fun i mean like obviously i want to build a build build audience as well but at the same time like twitch is where i can express myself at the same time like uh because on some certain issues i'm very opinionated uh so like it's just me expressing myself and at the same time I can play games uh and i do think that people uh people get connected better uh via games for some reason so like if i found another game if i met another gamer right now i will we will instantly bond you know like you know we don't have to talk about oh crypto or whatever we just talk about games all day and i, I love that and yeah it's mainly for fun and then uh yeah and then i also doing like side gigs like you know like i didn't write newsletter and all this stuff but i also do like a couple other shows that i will edit and and mix at, at the same time but yeah multiple income stream is definitely good and uh and you know like streaming it's good but like streaming it's it's crazy like the people that actually do make money from streaming they are very disciplined they will come on and they will go on they will they will go live every day five to like however long so they will have a set schedule it's like their, it's like their full-time job uh, for me i think that's a little bit excessive like first off you know i work for james like our schedule is always changing like later i have a sessions um uh, 
to record, and then maybe tomorrow's I have a session to record, or maybe not. You know, it's、so、like I just never, I never have a set schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it definitely takes that、um, discipline, as you said. Just this is when people,、yeah. a lot of people think that, oh, you can just log on whenever. But、oh, no. yeah, you people expect you to be on from eight o'clock、yeah. to. Noon and then from yeah one to five just like a regular job, yeah and also like and also like on I mean people doesn't think about this like people that stay on Twitch at certain times, so let's say if you if you stream at eight o'clock in the evening, your audience is your viewers going to be very different than when you stream at one p.m. So maybe it's different people like if you always show up at eight p.m. you build a rapport and relationship with that that their viewers that will watch you. You know, and then if you log on at one p.m., all the people there are just strangers that never they don't know you. You know, you could still do it once in a while, but you know they don't know you or whatever. You know, you still want to stick with that schedule. Yeah, the with um, you mentioned crypto earlier, um,、mm -hmm. and I know that you had it on one of your episodes、oh. about getting scammed. Uh, oh yeah, are you still <laughs> are you still、uh, messing around with the、uh, shit coins as they say? Uh, not as much anymore. After that, I'm like, I'm I'm a little bit more careful with shit coins. I will look at their name. I'm like, okay, this is another Inu coin. I'm like, ah,、oh, screw this. I'm not gonna do this. Uh, but you know, I still, but but there are some. I wouldn't call shit coins like some altcoin. I will look at it and I look at their website and then look at their their functions. I'm like, this could be a very, uh, this could this could be a thing, uh, in the future like X Y two Y or whatever it's called. And then uh, there are a couple like uh. A merit or coins like that, they are like, they have some protocol that are really interesting that I would buy in, but I didn't buy as in I didn't pay cash. I would just convert whatever Ethereum that I have into them because they are they essentially on the、uh, Ethereum blockchain, so you can you can just convert it over and over. Right, right. What do you what do you normally use to? Uh, I I use Uniswap. And、uh, Uniswap is probably the easiest one. Yeah, it's what everyone is using.、Yeah. Uh, I tried Coinbase. You know, Coinbase you can convert it itself in in the wallet、yeah. itself. Not the not the Coinbase exchange, the Coinbase wallet. That that one is just way too expensive. It is like the gas fee on Uniswap. If it's like thirty dollars, it will be hundred and fifty dollars on the Coinbase wallet. Depends on what coins you are you are you are exchanging, converting. Right,、it's、right. Like, yeah. I got maybe like twenty twenty one twenty twenty. Yeah, I started doing the、mm -hmm. altcoin shitcoin flipping myself. Right. Yeah.、Uh, I well. To I know that you. It's very dangerous. Yeah,、though. I know that you got in、uh, like in twenty sixteen. I think I heard、uh, with like Ethereum and Bitcoin. The, that was、uh, yeah Ethereum Bitcoin, but I wasn't in that much because I didn't have as much money. So like that time, I bought like fifty dollars or whatever. A very very small amount of money, and then I stop buying, and then I buy it again. So like I I don't have a consistent. I felt like if I have a consistent money, if I put consistent money in them, then I would be better. But you know now I'm trying to put like fifty dollars every a hundred dollars every month. Right. You know just just in, yeah like I I just don't look at the price as much anymore because like if it's go down it go down it's go up go up you know at least you know if it's go down and I put a hundred dollars it go up I have more. So I I, I just you know. I only put it. I only do the one that I believe in, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Solana. Actually, this three coin that that I have a recurring, reoccurring uh 
buy on them. What is the what's the breakdown? Is it a hundred dollars per or is it a hundred dollars split thirty thirty like thirty three, thirty three, thirty three? Uh so I it's so like I have hundred dollars on so I do hundred dollars on Bitcoin, hundred dollars on Ethereum and fifty dollars on Solana. Solana Solana is still pretty new. So I mean it has some great potential, but but the thing is like if Solana went up a hundred percent, you know, it will I was I still make money. You know, but if Solana go away, I don't lose as much. Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the same thing for me. I I got into Bitcoin, not so much Ethereum, but mm-hmm. Bitcoin in like 2016. I was trying to. Oh, that's I was trying to. Uh, uh, it was it's kind of funny. I don't think I've ever said this, but I was trying to gamble online. Like I'm. A, oh. I grew up. So in Hawaii, well, I want to say in Hawaii. Well, in Hawaii, the sports gambling is very big. Um, oh. Yeah. So like betting on like football games. Football yeah. Games, very, right, right, very right, right, big. Right. And there's a. I feel like, is, is, isn't that just an Asian culture? Yeah, I, like, like, I mean, it's everywhere, but like Asian culture, like especially Asian, like would do that way more often. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. Because it's all on yeah. my, it's not so much on my. Uh, I'm Japanese, Chinese, and Hawaiian. Um, so right. it's not so much on my Japanese side, but on my Hawaiian, I mean, on my uh, Ch- Chinese side, Chinese they, yeah. um, oh, they're, they're degenerates. They're degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I don't know why. I think it's a culture. It's a culture thing, you know, like, like we gamble, like we play mahjong all the time and we have to like put money in playing mahjong. Like I started playing mahjong with money when I was like, seven years old right right exactly <laughs> it's very like it's very small amount of money but we still do it yeah you know? exactly and so th- that's really big so i grew up gambling and when i moved away i was looking for right. a place to gamble and i couldn't so I, I looked up online there was a sketchy website and it said sketchy. yeah it was sketchy right. and i was just like it's like we take we accept bitcoin and i was just like i have no idea what mm. this is but i need to get some bitcoin so that i can move it over to this website so that I could gamble. Right. How do you buy Bitcoin then? Like it wasn't, there's no exchange selling Bitcoin. Back, back then. No, I think there right. was, I think. Like 2016. Okay. That's, yeah. I think Coinbase. Right yeah. Here, Coinbase uh, is how yeah. I bought it. That's why. So there was, okay. it wasn't as user-friendly as it is now, obviously. As it, um, right. I had to like, look, I didn't know what it was. I was just like, whatever this is, I'm going to do it. Right. And so I ended up buying like, I think it was like 500 up uh, 500 a piece at the time and I ended up buying like 5 cuz I was just a Holy degenerate. shit if you keep uh, if you keep it you have uh, a lot of money Yeah, on. I wish that I had just kept all of it. Uh and <laughs> but I I ended up gambling most of it away and then I I oh, I, I, no. I I held on to a little bit and right, right. and uh yeah and then I didn't re up until like maybe 2019, 2018. Yeah, because 2019 is everyone, everyone's like saw the potential. Right. Yeah, but it's funny. Like I, I, I have bought, you know, I have bought some Bitcoin uh, and Ethereum, some bought some crypto. Other than converting them, I don't think I've sold any of them. I don't think I've sold any of the Bitcoin. Yeah. Or, or Ethereum. I just holding them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess, what do you think? What are what are you holding on for, and what do you think the future is? I don't know. Like I was just holding on, so it, hopefully it will go up higher, uh, and also hopefully you know it will actually replace 
I wouldn't say replace money. Everyone say it's going to replace money. I don't think it's going to be 100% replace cash or whatever. You know, people still need cash. Uh, at least not in the in ten, not in next five or ten years. So like, I was hoping that it will coexist. Uh, like almost like right now, but like a little bit more coexist than right now. Like you can still buy with Ethereum if you want to, but at the same time you can buy with cash if you want to, and then you know I can start using them. Uh, because Bitcoin is so much like you probably wouldn't buy things with Bitcoin. You probably buy things with like the Satoshi unit of it. Yeah, you know you didn't buy you didn't buy like point five keep you didn't buy things for point five uh, Bitcoin. I mean grocery for point five Bitcoin. You probably buy grocery with like 100 satoshi or 200 satoshi or something like that yeah absolutely <clears throat> it's amazing to see how far the it, the industry has come it's from oh yeah from oh yeah. six years ago it's just uh i know it's uh and uh it's isn't isn't us trying to pass a bill on bitcoin and stuff like that? i think i read an article on that yeah um yeah you you know you know when when it's gonna get big is when IRS starting asking you money for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when IRS is like, hey, you buy all this Bitcoin, you sell all this Bitcoin, make all this money, give me some, give us yeah, some money. Uncle Sam and, is, you know, it's getting. Uncle big. Sam is always gonna want I, uh, his fair yeah, share. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, and then if they realize oh they can make a lot more money of it, they're gonna make it. You know, they're gonna regulate it, which is good. You know. Without regulations, they're not gonna trust anything. The government not gonna trust anything. So I don't mind some regulations. Yeah. To kind of uh, jump around the mm -hmm. kind of bring it back on par with this podcast. This is called the Degree Free Podcast, and so I kind of wanted to know, like, right. what are your degree? What are your views on college? And I think if I <sighs> okay. did my research right, I think you have an associate's degree. Yep, I have an associate degree, and uh, I didn't have an undergrad or whatever. Uh, and also, I get the reason why I get associate degree is because of my ex 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 girlfriend. Because if not, we're gonna break up in Malaysia. So <laughs> I came to the states and get an associate degree so I can be here. But uh, uh, well, I would say like high ed, high educations like doctor or maybe mm, I'm not sure sure about lawyer, but doctor for sure. You probably definitely need degrees, right? You you have people have to make sure you're certified. As long as you're certified and all that stuff, it's fine. But lots of other things that you don't really need a degree for, like as an audio engineer, do I really need to study audio engineer? I might as well just intern for people, you know, like free internship for like a year or two, and then I start you start begin become a assistant, and that's how you get money, you know, that's how you you make money, and then you like I've. Like James doesn't ask me what degree do I have before he hired me, you know. In the studio, when I when I when I go, you know, when I go uh, apply for an internship in the studio, they look at my they look they stare at my resume for two seconds and then they're like, okay, sure, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, they're not they don't they don't ask me like what console and what stuff that I know. You know, it will it would be great, it would be helpful, but all that you could still learn by interning, you know, have a, have a, I would say having a mentor is better than, uh, better than having a degree, you know? Yeah. Having somebody that's kind of been there, kind of showing, yeah. showing you the ropes. Yeah. Well, you said yeah. that when you first came 
did you had to go to college? It was was that the way that you were here for your visa or something like that, or you wanted to go? To- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, I also wanted to go to the studio. I, I wanted wanted to go to the school because I wanted to see like how different they teach, and you know, like every like Asian Asia country and Western country back then is, has ha, have a very different approach in recording music and mixing music. In terms of music productions, audio productions, very different approach. So I sort of want to go there and sort of learn like how it is, and it's the easiest way is go to a college, you know. So we don't even we you know like, and I don't know anyone here. So the easiest way for me to go to another state, oh uh, not the state, another country is through educations. So you know, and also I can learn how to you know. Uh, how to fit into the Western culture because I'm from I live in Malaysia my whole life, so I think that's a good way of education and degree works if if you go to another country for different exposure, because you you still have to learn sort of the culture and stuff like that. But I would say most of uh you know uh more often than not you probably don't need unless you are a doctor maybe you will need yeah some you know when you first some degree when you first moved here to the u.s did you you knew english already right because you that was one of the things you studied yeah yeah in in malaysia and and in southeast asia in general like people are pretty fluent in english we watch a lot of american movies so like you know that's how we learn and uh and in malaysia english is sort of like a second language in singapore is a first language in malaysia is second language in thailand like people can sort of speak broken english it's like you can still communicate with them you know, most of the people can still speak English. So, and then I came here, I have a lot more opportunity to practice. That's how I, you know, become better at my English. Yeah. What led you from, okay, so you've, you graduated. What mm-hmm. led you to New York? How did you end up? Oh, here? it's my, uh, I have a friend that lives in New York. And then they're like, yeah, I just came over, you know, rent. Uh, I can get you a very cheap deal for the rent. I, I think I was paying uh, three hundred or four hundred dollars a month in New York City, but I have like one, two, three. I have three roommates in the house, and then uh, and then no three, four, five. I have six roommates in the house. It's a townhouse. We have six. I have six roommates. So like that's that's why the rent is so cheap. And then I'm like, oh, it's cheap. It's New York. I'm just gonna go hang out and see what's gonna happen. So I went to New York. Yeah, yeah. And New York, it's great if you're single. You're still trying to figure. Sh- stuff out and you, you you want to figure out what you're going next you know new york is great and then once you figure out you know new york is a little bit too expensive <laughs> yeah new york is uh is a little expensive where did you where did you live in new york like what area uh i i, I was living in queens and then i would leave uh, and then i moved to upper west side before i moved to atlanta so now i'm in atlanta right 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 how do you like uh atlanta versus new york Man, it's so much quieter, so much more is so much more peaceful, and people here are nice. Like, uh, it's it's it's. I felt like it's like a political thing. Like every time, like I was in New York, I'm like, ah, I'm thinking about moving to Georgia. People are like, ugh, Georgia, the worst state ever. And I'm like, well, is is it that bad? And they're like, well, yeah, look at their politics, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, first off, I can't vote because I'm not a U.S. citizen. Second of all, I'm Asian, so it's always white people first, black people, then Asian people. I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you deal with the same. You know, if they have to serve anyone in the line, they they go with the white people first, black people, and then Asian people. We are the last, uh, because we don't make noise. 
Yeah, and so like like political politics doesn't really affect me, you know. Like I I have no say in politics at all. Yeah, um, that that was one of the things that I was surprised with <laughs> as well about Georgia or even the South in general. I coming from Hawaii, you're you don't know anything. Oh, you're in Texas, right? Yeah, so I'm in Texas now, but I used to live in Savannah. Right. I used to live in Savannah, oh, North oh, Carolina. Oh, I used to live nice. I used to live in New York, but I didn't live in New York. I lived in Westchester, a little outside. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. And so I've lived I lived all over. I, and um one of the things before I moved to Georgia, people were like same thing. They, they were like, "Oh man, I don't know, it's super racist over there and this and that, this and that. And I went and I was right. just like, people here are great. I mean, they're, they're, they're yeah. nice. I mean, I do have to say, uh, I do heard that like Atlanta and Savannah are like the two best place to be in, in, in Georgia. So like if you go out from, if you go out from the two states, maybe a little bit different, but I came down here. It's like, I told people I go to Atlanta. I mean, it's, it's great, you know? Yeah. It is. It is. Atlanta is beautiful. And Savannah, if you ever, if you ever get the chance to make oh, that drive, this Savannah. I'm thinking about, yeah. It's like what, two, three hours? It's drive? a little further than that. But yeah, it's, uh, oh. um, it's definitely worth it. If, even for like just for a weekend, it's one of the most beautiful little town I, cities. I, I know. Yeah. Right. I always heard about, I always heard good things about Savannah. Yeah. And there's a lot you of, know. and the name is, yeah, the name it's so nice to say to hey Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know. So yeah, I, I, I definitely want to visit at some point yeah. for sure. There are a lot of people listening that might a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they they don't know what they want to do. Like they they're a little Ooh. lost in their career and they, they like to try Ooh. different things. And if somebody wanted to be an audio engineer, if somebody wanted to be a podcast producer, like what would be some of the first steps that you would that you would tell somebody? Like what's the first advice that you would give? Okay, I think this is pretty okay advice. I don't know if I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm in that position to give that <laughs> advice because I never know what I want to do, you know. But I I just enjoy doing audio in general. Like like if you give me a piece of audio to to fix with a good content and doesn't sound bad. If I, once I fix it, I'm like, okay, oh man, I'm I'm I feel so satisfied. But uh, if you are, if you want to get into a podcast, a uh, producer or editor, just start a podcast <laughs> because then you know how the process is, right? Then then you once uh, every time. So let's say you want to start a podcast and you want to buy a podcast equipment. The first thing you do is you research the you research on the internet like how people buy podcast equipment. That's then you know you have skin in the game. You sort of need to figure out for yourself. The, what is that's actually essentially what happened to me. Like I have to figure it for myself. I try to record my own singing at home. I can't figure it out. I try to find things and then I'm like, okay, I learned these tactics. I'm gonna apply it to my to other people. Like I never done streaming before. And then I think James should do streaming. So I started doing it myself. Like, you know, I started doing like OBS and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this works. I'm like, James this is how you do it. So you always do it yourself first. Treat yourself as a guinea pig and experiment on anything that you want to. And then, you know, you give it to other, then you teach it to other people. So that's, it's the easiest way to, is to, you know, start something yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the things that people are a lot of, 
people are afraid of is just kind of right starting things and and i get it oh man i get it yeah i i get it too like i it's it's so hard to start things because like you have to think about you know like i i i was thinking this the other day too like like you know like a lot of people are like oh you're afraid of doing something just start you know just start i'm like that it's not that easy you didn't you don't just start because like if it's that easy if someone has like uh illness or disease you can just say like oh it's not that hard you can just be better then you'd be better no it's it just doesn't work that way like you know because like, you have to you have to go over you have to go over a lot of mental uh mental uh, uh you know uh mental uh obstructions you know because like it's all about your men your mental states like people are like oh maybe it's not good enough maybe people have done it before i would say you know just start very small one like just even if you didn't start you just like do a mock-up you know like like try to, like just imagine if you want to have a podcast what would you do you know like what's the first step you, you want to do and then there's a lot of free course out there maybe one day I will, I, will, I will uh you know do the course as well but there's tons of free course out there to help you start a podcast yeah the with the podcast that you work on is are you in charge of being the producer are you in charge of all like the social media posting creating the thumbnails and all that or yep 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 yeah so like i i mean like some other shows that have the dedicated people that do that but for our show it's just like a it's literally just a three-man show it's just me and a podcast editor and then and then james just literally three of us we just do and then i'll just handle all the recording the uh, the thumbnail the social media writing the descriptions listening uh sound check uh, air check quality check uh and then i have to deal with ads and then i have to talk to like different hosting platform like hey we want to do this and then we'll come up with ideas like hey maybe we should start doing this that's why you see that we have so many sub series because i'm like i want to do all this but i don't want to start a new feed because you're going to lose a lot of like you know there's no way for us to compare you know so i'm like we're just going to do all this we're just going to start side hustle friday we're going to do my favorite things we're going to do make you a millionaire we're going to do wall street insane and now we just started a new series called who are you so that was that was fun, and then I'm like, I will just figure out all the all the all the audio stuff after, and then all the podcast, all the all the new sub series, all the new artwork, it's all from me. I just I just did it all them by myself. Yeah, that that's a lot of work. That's <laughs> I give uh, it to you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's a lot of work, but at the same time, you know, like it's not it's not something that you know, you, you will get burned out of. Because, like, every time you start a new series, it's literally just a new series. And then you're like, oh, this is cool. Oh, I didn't know this worked. You know, like, it's 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 something that you experiment and it works. And then you're like, okay, this is cool. The So, you, I'm just curious. Like, do you see different artwork on the show? Do I, personally, as a consumer of your show? No, no, yeah. I, I don't. Not really. Oh. I'm, well... You, you listening on Apple Podcasts? Or- I always, I, I always listen on. I listen to your show on Pocket Casts. Oh, do they show different artwork they, for different? They episodes? just show the the, the, the regular, regular the, one in okay. the RSS feed. Uh, yeah, so gotcha. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts is the same. Like Spotify's show different artwork, uh, because like that's ultimately our 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 idea is we want to be almost like a TV a little bit so like everyone can choose what they want to listen to 
That's why we have a different artwork and different intro music. But which is your favorite intro music? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. The um Oh, which one was I just listening to? Um it was you what and um Nathan um Oh, the companion that was podcast? a while. Yeah, it was a while ago. I went. I went back to to listen to in preparation for this one. Right, right, and right. And I was right, like, oh, I was like, right. oh, thank I was like, you. Oh, was, oh, okay. I like this one. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah. The, uh, we we started doing that, and then we stopped doing that uh, because everyone's got busy, and then we we realized it doesn't add anything to the show right now, and then maybe we'll do it again in the future. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was good to, as a listener of the show is kind of a good uh i could see how what you said it may it might not might have might not have gotten the most listens ever but as a consumer of the show okay. it's kind of a nice thing to like you know peel back the curtain on uh on oh, on yeah. what you guys have seen, seen right yeah. so yeah that was a that was a fun one but the thing is like a lot of time it's also like uh you know we we like there's only so far we can peel back on before everything is going to be the same, you know? Right. So that's why we only do a couple episodes and then we just like, okay, let's give it a rest. Maybe we'll do a couple more episodes like, you know, in a couple months or something like that. What, whatever happens to that, um, I think James is going to do, uh, you guys were going to do a, uh, I was wrong or something. And you guys were going to do one on college. Oh, yeah, yeah. We would do one and then we would do it on college and then James got busy with chess. Oh, okay. So now he's on the chess now. Man, we should we should revisit then. Uh, I was wrong because that was a good one. The the homeowner was good. We got a lot of good feedback of that because you know then it's then it's everyone then because back then it's everyone was trying to buy a house because you know it's it, it, that was that was when the, the housing market was 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 really was really uh uh you know was really good then. Um, yeah, we we should that we would definitely revisit them at some point. But right now we have so many new series. One series that we really, we were really excited about was the Wall Street Insane. I don't know if you heard any of the. Yeah, I love it. Yet. It's a it's a great series. I mean, I think it's only two episodes so far, yeah. at least that I've listened to. Yeah, it's only two episodes. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna have more coming out. Like I uh, when it's funny because that episodes came to my mind. It's when James and Omid talking about crypto, uh, the first time, and then after the podcast, they they were just talking about. Oh yeah, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? I'm like. And then after that, I'm like, James, you should definitely do a series on just you talking about what happened to you. Like, why is every bad things happen to you and around you, you know? So that's why that, that show started. And then we pull in some, you know, like the, the his business partner that never done a podcast before. We pull him in. And that was great, too. You know, like, I never know. I didn't know he was so, he was so, you know, he was so good at storytelling. And stuff like that. I'm like, this is great. And then I created an artwork, make it a little bit like 80s, a little bit because it's even though it's in the 90s uh, or 2000, but it still felt like an 80s time because it's so long ago. And then I just use, I just pick a music that's similar to uh, what's called Billions. Was Billions. It Billions the, the yeah. show? So it's a little bit like R&B genre, a little bit you know, a little bit dark, greedy. And then it's also showcased that New York City at that time was greedy, dark, and you know crazy a little bit so that's why i chose that, that the intro music yeah that 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 was got to be one of my uh favorite little mini series that you guys do are all those Ooh, mini series a lot of them are the, they're your brainchild like a lot of the yes. ideas yes 
Yeah, so um, the side hustle Friday was James and I because during the time it was lockdown and I think we were doing IG live and then James came out a lot of uh, you know like James found a lot of like ways that people can make money because it was lockdown no one can go out and work so uh, and then James like hey I think we should do a side hustle Friday and I'm like oh yeah sure and then I just did the artwork and then did everything and then we do a whole series. And then the series ended because things are opening up again and then no everyone's already going back to work. We felt like that it's not necessary to have a side hustle Friday anymore. So we're like, okay, let's stop that because everyone's doing what they were doing any, uh, already. And then we started uh, and then uh, and then and then uh, I remember James was talking to someone about stuff that he's really intro, in, uh, interested in. And then I'm like, James, you should do it, my favorite thing. So we did a couple episodes on that. Uh, I think it was movie and books and stuff like that. And then we, and then he sort of got into chess and he got busy. So we stopped and then we started, I was wrong. And then, uh, and then that sort of stopped as well because then he got, uh, he got COVID then. So, you know, like he, like that's a couple months that we have no recording and I'm like, uh, so we just do whatever that we have to make sure that the show is afloat. And then after that, Companion Podcast came on because I'm like, well, you know what? I think people should know what's going on behind the scene. You know, uh, how shitty some guests are. <laughs> <just joking. laughs> but uh, yeah, so we did that. Uh, and then we did, and then James always wanted to do a show called, he would pick a person and make them into a millionaire. He pitched a show to Fox and stuff like that didn't you know didn't get picked up. I'm like, we can do it as a podcast. And then we just pick a couple people in conjunction of promoting the book Skip the Line. And then we did a sh we did that for like a couple episodes. Now we stop because everyone is going towards that that directions now. So we, we sort of stop. That's how we, we, we met James Quandell too and he is great. Yeah. Yeah he's on your show and he is he is great. Such a great guy. And then now we have the, and then James has been doing podcasts for so long. He has so many self-help people on. And then he's like, well, I kind of want to pivot to story. I'm like, okay, let's do Wall Street Insane. You know, you you and Amit talk about this so much and it was great. I think it could be a great series. So we started that. And then now I am started another series called Who Are You? Because uh, he has the idea of wanting to interview strangers no one knows about i'm like well i will see what i can do so we brought on my friend brian lawler which has crazy stories i don't know if you heard um so like that became the first episodes and then uh but the episodes gonna be monthly release rather than weekly release because it's not easy to find strangers <laughs> and to have them right out. right right and did you find that like yeah. that was uh dip more difficult I, I haven't listened to the episode yet was it more difficult mm -hmm to because they don't have maybe something that they want to talk about or yeah it's 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 hard to find because like some people they only have the one thing that they want to talk about uh you know so like i just have to make sure they have multiple stories that can talk and they can last for an hour you know because that's that's our durations um and at the same time to make sure their stories is legit <laughs> that's a hard right. part and then also at the same time to make sure they have equipment, you know, and stuff like that. So it's hard in that sense, but the but the editing and the post production is pretty easy because it's because it's 
uh, uh, I remember someone sent me a feedback like that series was great because it's diff- it's so different and now it's so raw. So I want the rawness to come out in the in the in the in the series because you know like what you hear is what you get. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jay, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, oh, so thank yeah, you yeah. So much. Um, my last question is, where do I send people to learn more about you? Um, they can follow you on Twitch. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, where else? Yeah, and uh, they can they can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at j underscore uh y o w zero seven. Uh, and LinkedIn, and then the James after you. <laughs> Uh, do you ever um last yes. last last question do you ever have uh do you have plans uh-huh. on starting your own podcast i do i have a couple in mind but i don't think any of them is suitable for regular audience uh i have one it's called asian reading american headline so i will have doing a persona i'm doing a china chinese persona and read because some headline is just weird or just funny and just doesn't reflect how it is in in the paper, or especially the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp's trial. The headline is always weird. So I'm like, if I'm Asian, and I read this headline, what would I think? You know. So, but I I spin the, I, I I throw that idea to a couple of my friends. They're like, I don't know. This seems a bit racist. I'm like, well, I'm Asian. Just having my own accents and read headline. How is that racist? <laughs> or or they're like, oh, this that's way too political. But I just want to make fun of stuff. But, uh, yeah. yeah, right. So, right on. Uh, the when you make that podcast, uh, definitely let me know. I'll be your first listener. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You can come on and we can talk about the the headline. Yeah, yeah because some headlines just absurd. So like, hey, Amber uh, uh, Heard's get more uh, Aquaman screen time now. I'm like, what? Well, what about Ukraine and Russia war? Like. It's weird, like all of a sudden, you know, we heard about the war and then Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's happening and then we just never heard about the war until like recently again. Right, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was strange yeah. too. But, uh, <laughs> it is a lot yeah. but all right, uh, Jay, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's great. I love it. <laughs> all right, till next time. Bye. All right, see ya. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If you guys want the show notes to everything that we talked about, the links are going to be at degreefree.co slash J-A-Y-Y-O-W. You can also just go to degreefree.co slash podcast and it'll show up right there as well. A couple things before you leave. If you haven't already, please sign up for our newsletter, degreefree.co slash newsletter. It comes out once a week and it has degree-free jobs, tips, resources that you can use to get hired without a degree. Second, if you guys want to support the podcast, please consider leaving us a review anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you guys want to reach out, we always love to hear from you. Contact at degreefree.co, send us an email, let us know what's on your mind. Maybe you have an idea for an episode or you just want to say hi. Whatever it is, just let us know. All right, until next time, guys. Aloha.